All right, good morning, everyone. want to welcome you all to our First General Baptist this morning. I want to take a minute to uh, just acknowledge this Memorial Day weekend. It's a day that we uh, set aside to remember our uh, service members who have given the ultimate sacrifice to keep our country uh, what it is today, um, the freedoms that we that we have. Um, we have a few veterans in here. Thank you guys for your service. And uh, let's just go to the Lord and a word of prayer to open us up. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, uh, we come to you today thanking you for this opportunity to gather in your house and, Father, to set the uh, chaotic world outside just for a little bit at least. Father, we, uh, we do want to thank you uh, for the men and women who have given it all and sacrificed to our country to give us these freedoms to be able to come and worship and to be able to uh, assemble freely and, and, uh, and just all of the, the rights that we have as American citizens. We're just thankful for, uh, for the people who have done that. We lift up the families who have lost loved ones um, that have served for our country. And Father, we just uh, we ask you now to uh, bless our service, be with Brother Darrell this morning as he brings your message and be with our musicians as they bring our songs. And Father, just help us to have an open heart and an open mind this morning to uh, receive your word and, and uh, take it in and be able to use it as we go out into a lost world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every knee will bow 
wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds, I would never come to the end of them. And he who is the glory of Israel will not lie, nor will he change his mind, for he is not human that he should change his mind. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. 
Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. For you are great and perform wonderful deeds. You alone are God. You are not a God created by human hands. And you are not a God dependent on any mortal man. And you are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. You are not a God God dependent on any mortal man, and you are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. You are God alone from before time began. You are on your throne. Unchangeable, you're unshakable, you're unshakable. 
Let's go to the Lord in prayer one more time as Brother Darrell comes to preach for us this morning. Lord, we just want to take a, just a minute to let that song sink in. God, you are God alone. There's nobody else like you. There's none else like you. You're unchangeable, you're unshakable, you're unmovable. No matter what else happens, God, you're always there. You always exist. And you always have existed. God, just help us to understand, God, that no matter what's going on in our lives and no matter the things that are going on in the world, God, you're always the same. You're always the same God. You're always the same God that loves us. And God, we just want to uh, lift you up today. We want to thank you for always being there for us and with us. And God, help us to always remember that. And Lord, I pray for Brother Darrell as he delivers your word this morning. Just um, give him the words, Lord, as, as you already have, I know. And for the study that he's done and for everything, God, that he's uh, prepared for this message, God, I pray that it would uh, not fall upon deaf ears, Lord, that we would all open our hearts and our minds and our ears, Lord, to receive that. For those that are listening online, Lord, I pray, God, that you would just move in their spirit, Lord, and move in ours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Rusty. If you have your Bible, Hebrews chapter 11, again, we go through the book of Hebrews on Sunday. Hebrews 11, uh, 8 through 16. There's an outline of this on the back side of your announcements if you'd like to use that. I'm going to go through that outline fairly quickly. Let's read the text, Hebrews 11, 8 through 16. We move on to these... Uh, list of heroes of faith were at Abraham and Abraham went through I'm going to say I'm going to round it down to three major tests of faith first is the uh, leave your homeland go to a land that I haven't shown you yet and that will become your inheritance and then the birth of Isaac is the second one and then the uh, the test of sacrificing Isaac. So the first test is, is today leaving your homeland and going to a land that you haven't seen yet. Hebrews 11, 8 through 16. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read 11 and 12, even though I'm not going to deal with it today. This is more about the birth of, birth of Isaac. We'll come back in, in a few weeks and catch this uh, but we'll read it. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. 
Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And if truly they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. Or in other words, if they had gotten homesick, they could have went back, but they didn't. But, that, but now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. The title of the message today is Your Journey and Seeing Afar Off. And I hope that you saw and read when we read through that, that Abraham was told to leave the country he was in, go to another one, and he did that. But he never received it completely. In fact, when uh, by the end of the story, the only land that he ever actually owned was the field that he bought to bury his, bury his wife in. Now, his children inherited the land, and they, they inhabited the land, but he never did. Hopefully, you saw from the text that Abraham saw a country. He saw a, saw a heavenly country that he would inherit. He saw more than what Canaan land was. He saw what God was going to do for him in an eternal way. He saw, he saw a heavenly land. So seeing afar off. So Abraham was able to see by faith more than what he was just promised on this earth. He was looking for a, a city of, whose foundations were made by God, not by not by man. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning. If you're looking at your outline, I'm going to go through. These are some things that you would expect me to say that uh, are pretty, pretty obvious from the text. So as we go down through the outline, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on each one, but I want to wrap them all up into one when we get to the end. So just a couple things, uh, a few things that we learn from the text. First, first of all, leaving when you're not told where to go. This is all by faith. Leaving when you're not told where to go. Abraham did that. From uh, Abraham's life, he's going to go through some tests of faith. When we get to offering Isaac, honestly, that's the one right there that I just cannot imagine. Okay, But this one right here, I can imagine it but I'm not very good at this. And, and the Lord just simply not really asked me to do this a whole lot. But to leave and not tell me where to go. But he will apparently, he did and he will sometimes ask his uh, disciples to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to go. But I'm not going to tell you where. Okay. And uh, in my counseling... I have a lot of people, a lot of people, it seems like, ask about the, God's will, what should I do, where, where should I go. My go-to advice is don't go until you know where to go. Don't leave until he tells you where to go. Okay, but obviously there's times that won't work. 
there are these times, uh, not every time, and God doesn't do this with everyone. He doesn't do it with me often, but there will be times when there are some disciples he's going to ask you to do this, to leave when you don't know where to go. What do you do? Leave, okay? And you just have to trust that the Lord's going to show you. If he, hasn't, if he hasn't showed you ahead of time, he's going to show you step by step what you are to do. Leaving when you're not told where to go. The next one, it's hard to leave. Uh, you feel like you're losing what you have gained, okay? He was told to pack up and leave, leave everything behind except the family. But when you do that, that I know part of the struggle, well, you feel like you're, you're losing. And concentrate on the word losing, losing. You feel like you're losing what you have gained. You've got to get over that. Okay, knowing that when I'm stepping out on faith, I realize I'm expected to leave some things behind. I feel like they're gone, things I've, things I've worked for. Ultimately, you're not ever going to lose. When, when God's telling you to do it, you're not going to lose. Uh, you're, you're only going to gain. I know you feel like you're losing. I know you feel like you've wasted your time or wasted your effort or whatever it might, might be. When God's in it, when he's telling you to do it, I know it's hard to leave and you feel like you're losing, but you're not. Let's go on to the next one. Abraham was a foreigner, a stranger, a pilgrim, no permanent home. While he was on this earth, he never got to see the end of it. He never got to build a house, never felt at home. Just kind of look at that statement. As Christians, I wonder, do you ever feel like this? That where we are on, on this earth, uh, I just feel like, hey, and some of it's just my age, but used to when going to the mall was popular, which I don't even know if anybody does that anymore, but you ever go to the mall and sit there and just feel like I don't fit in? at all you know just places we go things we do the crowd we're with more and more I'm not I'm not sure how you feel but I do I feel like I'm a foreigner a stranger a pilgrim no permanent home just sometimes sometimes I get an overwhelming sense I just don't feel like I'm at home. Well, because I'm not. God has prepared something more for us. God has pre prepared something eternal for us. This is not the end. And so that's why sometimes, especially the closer you walk with Christ, the more of a disciple that you become of his, I think you're going to have this sense of, I just don't fit in. I... I don't feel at home because I'm not, all right? So if you've ever felt that way, you're not alone. A Abraham felt that way. I, f I feel that way. Lots of disciples that, that, you, that you talk to, they're going to know exactly what that feels like. I just don't, I don't fit in. Then the last one, no matter what, Abraham kept looking toward his heavenly home. No matter what, Abraham 
kept looking toward his heavenly home. Uh, Matt, let's go ahead and put, I said the last one, this is the last one, seeing afar off, okay? Okay, everything I said, you probably expect me to say, talk about heaven and heaven's our home and, and we're just passing through and you know, those are things that you've heard before. Nothing I've said is, is nothing that you haven't heard, heard me say often. I would imagine almost everybody in the room agrees with it. Here's my uh, struggle. And uh, it was interesting when, when Rusty was praying, he, he mentioned he didn't even know what I was thinking or, or any of that. But he mentioned that, that the words that I would say, and he said, that he knew I already had words, and, and there's no way Rusty could know how much I've struggled this week to know what to say. Uh, but I have some, some messages when I'm getting ready are so plain, are so clear. I was like, I couldn't miss it, you know. This isn't one of those. And I've struggled all week on what to say, how to say it, what, what to say. I'm going to talk about eternal things and an eternal place and you know not don't fit in well and 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 this is not my home and and all of those things and I struggle so much with that you know Lord is that is that what you want me to say here's what I want to tell you the reason I struggle with it is because every time I came to work on the message to pray about it to study about it something immediate would come up it'd be a phone call or somebody you know somebody comes to see me or or there's something I need to do the uh, uh, just the just the routine of life somebody calls somebody comes in somebody somebody needs this somebody needs that and every time I tried to really get down okay Lord what do you want me to say something immediate in life would happen and I was struggling so much with it, Lord, this is just not plain at all. And every time I tried to get it plain and, and seek it plain, something would come up and interrupt what I was trying to do. And I was uh, uh, in my recliner, as every man ought to be at night, and I was in my recliner and I was thinking about it, and it was late, and Dee was in bed, and I was praying and seeking, and, Lord, why is this so tough? Why is, why is this not coming? Why is talking about the eternal and our heavenly home, why is it not coming? Why is it not more plain? It's a struggle. And the Lord, you know, it's like tapped me on the shoulder. And nobody says this anymore, but he said, duh, <laughs> don't you get it? That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. That we're walking through this earth headed to, for us who are in Christ, heading to a heavenly home. But we have so many distractions along the way, don't we? So many distractions along the way. Have you ever got down, kneeled down, knelt down, sat down, laid down, getting really serious about prayer? Okay, I'm going to get really serious about prayer. I, I was this week. I really got to know what to say, you know. There's people depending on me to have, you know, I, gotta, I have to have something to say. Really get serious about prayer. 
you've gotten really serious about prayer. And then what? Every little distraction that it seems like is out there come, comes along and is trying to distract you from prayer. Have you ever just, just whatever it might be that you've set your mind, I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to, and then every little thing or every big thing that there could possibly be seems like comes along and distracts that and takes your eyes off that, takes your time, interrupts. But that's, that's exactly the point. That we're walking through this earth, heading to a heavenly home, and Abraham could see it afar off. But there's so many distractions along the way, trying to take our eyes off of that. So many things come up in life, trying to take our, our, our eyes off of that. So many, and some of them are, are legitimately big things that happen. That, that, that take our eyes off of that. And we get all wrapped up. Here's what we do. We get all wrapped up in our schedule and our chores and things we have to do and people we have to talk to. And before long, we're just, it feels like this earth is all there is. And everything's pointed to, and so much time spent on things on this earth. We get distracted from, you know what, this isn't the end. This isn't the main thing that God has prepared a heavenly home for us. That's the main thing. But we get so distracted by the things of this earth. Let me do it. I've done this so many times. You already know how to do this, but this works out so well. I'm going to do it again. This is Memorial Day 2022. Well, everybody knows that. Can you think back? Oh, uh, let me do this. I'm getting ahead of myself. This is Memorial Day 2022. Everybody come in, came into the Lord's house today with something going on, right? Everybody came in the Lord, there's something going on. There's something that's important. Uh, there's something going on. You're burdened about something. You're worried about something. You're busy with something. Some of you right now are thinking about something else, <laughs> right? Stop it and think about this for right now. You're thinking about something else. You're thinking about what you got to do this afternoon or what you're going to do this week or what happened last week. Some stuff may have happened last week you didn't expect. Memorial Day 2022, everybody came into the Lord's house today with something going on in your everyday life. All right? Right. Now, think back to Memorial Day 2021. What was going on then? That's, this is always interesting for me to do. And I wish I could somehow get the response from everyone. Memorial Day 2021. What was the big thing then? Here's what usually, ha usually happens. Most of you can't, re can't remember. Most of you don't even remember there was a Memorial Day 2021, but there was, and you don't remember what the big thing was. Now, some of you do, okay? I do. I remember what the big thing was for me, but I had to think about it. See, I've had the opportunity, I've had a few days to think, think about this. You haven't, 
but I, I, I actually can remember what was going on Memorial Day 2021 in my life that was kind of a burden, kind of, you know, kind of a big deal. All right? So some of you can remember. Now, of those who can remember, the, the list will get even smaller now. What about that thing? Are you still having to deal with that thing? Okay, that, now the list is going to get really small. Some of you are, and I will never uh, try to make that small, you know. That means it's, it's a pretty big deal. Most of you can't even remember what it was. If you can remember what it was, you're probably not still having to deal with it. A few of you are still having to deal with it. What I'm getting at? Most of you can't even remember what was the big thing was last year at this time. You know what you're dealing with now? Whatever it is, the person you're dealing with, the situation, do you know that Memorial Day next year, if we all live that long, you're not even going to remember what it is, what this is? What I'm saying is you're going to get through it and move on to, to the next thing. But what happens to us so many times, so often, is we get bogged down with the earth, the world, the culture, the problems, the stress, the stuff we got to do, the chores, the phone calls, the visits, the work. We get so bogged down with it, and we forget, you know, there's so much more than this. There is so much more than this. But we get bogged down with it as if... The chores, the work, the stress, the phone calls is all there is. I did this week. And it blocked me being able to see afar off. For me, Jesus has gone to prepare a place for me. And he's waiting on me. He's waiting on me. And there's a, a set time, an appointed time, that I'm going to meet him face to face. And he's waiting for that time. I don't know when that time is. Of course I don't. But he does. And it's like he's watching his watch. And you know he's not. But you know what I'm saying. But he's watching his He's waiting for me. And there's this set time where I'm going to meet Jesus face to face. And you know what? When I do that. The second I do that. I'm not going to care anything about this earth. I'm not going to care anything about the culture. I don't care who's president. I don't care what you do. I'm going to be there. I'm not going to care about anything else. Everything else is gone. Everything else is gone. Nothing matters anymore but that I see Jesus face to face. And I will spend an eternity with him. Abraham doesn't care about any of this. He's with God face, face to face. He saw a city afar off and it was so much more than the land that he never got to really inherit his children did but all the stuff that he went through all the faith tests that he went through he still didn't get to inherit because God had something so much better for him than what anything was waiting for him on this earth you know and that's true for you if you're in Christ 
Jesus has something so much better for you than anything that you're going to have here, anything you could ever imagine here. But this morning, right now, you came into the Lord's house, and you just need to admit this, and you're all wrapped up and you're all tied up in earthly things. You're all consumed by it. You're stressed by it. You're worried about it. You're bogged down by it, by the, the phone calls, the visits, the work, the problems, the cares. And it's just, it gets to you after a while, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Gets, it, it gets to me. And this morning is, is my chance, you know what? The work's always going to be there. The stress is always going to be there. The problems are always going to. In my world, do you know that people f uh, find millions of ways to mess up their life? Okay? I have so much job security. People just mess their life up all the time. And that's what they want me to deal with. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be something. It is a discipline to walk through this world, to walk through this culture, to walk through this stress and keep your eyes on a city that God has made for you. Keep your eyes on a mansion that Jesus has gone to prepare for you. That's my goal. That's where I'm going. Now, along the way, I've got to take care of all this stuff. I, I sure do. But I can't ever let it become the main thing. I can't ever let that person, that care, that struggle, that stress, I can't ever let that become, become the main thing. But it sure will. It sure will. If I, don't, if I don't make a spiritual discipline of setting my heavenly home as my goal, seeing afar off. There's a phrase that I used to like, but after this week, I don't like the phrase anymore. And it ma was made popular a long time ago. And the phrase was, there are people who are too heavenly-minded to be of any earthly good. There are people who are too heavenly-minded to be of any earthly good. Okay, that phrase sounds good. But it's, it's like, to me, it's like a phrase that needs to be on a bumper sticker. Too heavenly-minded to be of any earthly good. It means people who, who are so spiritual, they're not any good for anything on earth. Frankly, though, I mean, that's, that sounds good, and I understand the meaning of it. I just don't know anybody like that. I just, I don't, that person, what I see is actually the other way around. People are so bogged down by the earth that they're not able to see heaven. If, if I have to compare the two, if I have to name you people who are, who are so heavenly minded they're not of any earthly good, I frankly can't name you anybody. But if I had to name you some people who are so bogged down by the earth, by the culture, by the stress, by the problems, that they're not able to see heaven like God intends for them to, I've got a long list. So I don't really like that phrase like I, like I used to. I understand it, but I just don't think it applies much now. Cult, culture is just too rough. <laughs> things, are just, things are just too rough. 
I'm going to encourage you, let this morning, let right now, be the start of refocusing. Seeing afar off, refocusing. Lord, help me to just uh, not be so wrapped up in this culture, this problem, this stress, and help me to get my eyes back on you. I'm going to ask the musicians to come and ask for the congregation to stand with us, and we're going to pray. That's what this is, is our prayer time. I'm going to ask you to bow your head with us and just listen to the Holy Spirit as he has been speaking to you. This is our prayer time. What we do is we're seeking God. We're asking God for his help. And I don't know. I, I know the week I've had. I don't know the week you've had. And I know that, that I need to pray. And I need to refocus because of the week that I've had. Some of you, it might not be just the week. It could be the month and the year. But you need to come and, and ask Jesus for his help. Lord, I, I, need, I just need to refocus. I, I, need to, I need to get my eyes back on you. And some of it may just simply be, Jesus, I need your help. I need your help. And that's what our prayer time is. It's just, that's, that's what we do. We come and, come and ask the Lord for help. I need your help with this person. I need your help with the situation. And I just need your help with me. I just need your help with me. If you need to come and pray, want to come and pray while they play and sing, we invite you to come.